This podcast is a production of the Ministries of Marcus A. Kyler. For more information about Marcus and about the editing and proofreading, digital communications, and ministry consulting services he can provide for you, your ministry, or your business, please visit MarcusAKyler.com. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Hello and welcome to The Journey the audio journal of a man working his tail off to achieve greatness in his life. This is a show all about the trials and the triumphs, the pain and the pleasure of producing a life of greatness that honors God, supports my family, and builds the community. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? I'm your man, Marcus, a former pastor turned church communications consultant who is passionate about using social media to tell life-changing stories that inspire and transform. I promise you I'm going somewhere, y'all, and I want you to come along with me. So thank you for joining me on this journey, and welcome aboard. It is Saturday, November 11th, in the year of our Lord, 2017. Happy Veterans Day, and this is uh, my moment of daily gratefulness here on the journey, and uh, just for this uh, for this uh, Veterans Day, or or I, I guess when we're talking about um, when we're talking about people who fought for our country, I guess I should be saying Veterans Day instead of Veterans Day. But but, um, but yes, Happy Veterans Day. Um, my uh, my dad is a veteran. He. Uh, he uh, served our, 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 our country in, in, in Vietnam. Um, you know, just thankful, just grateful for uh, for all of our veterans. Um, I don't particularly um, I don't particularly care for war, but um, I am appreciative of those who uh, who have uh, served us and who, because of their service, have allowed us to uh, to live the way that we live. Um, you know, just because I don't like war doesn't mean I'm not thankful for those who have served. Because I definitely am, definitely grateful for uh, for, for those uh, whom God has touched uh, and whom God has um, who, uh, equipped with uh, the, with the skill and passion to, uh, to 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 serve. Very thankful, and grateful um, for that. I am um, grateful today. Um, for <laughs> another, uh, <laughs> another Michigan football, uh, victory, uh, eight and two now, uh, given, uh, those eight wins, uh, none of them are against the team that is, uh, currently above 500, but hey, you know, you gotta take, uh, you gotta take what you can get at this point. Uh, this has definitely been a rebuilding year, uh, for us at this point in time. And uh, just looking forward to, uh, you know, doing what we can the rest of the season. And then, uh, you know, really seeing uh, the building blocks start to come together for uh, next season. Because uh, next season, there truly will be no excuses. So definitely need to go out and, 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 and handle business. Uh, but yes, thankful uh, for that as well. I am uh thankful uh i am uh, actually sitting in the parking lot at target right now because when you commit yourself to do a daily podcast 
Uh, sometimes you find yourself producing content in the car uh, because there's no other time to do it. And so I'm sitting here in the parking lot about to go inside Target to get a few things. I'm grateful that I have the money to get what I need to get from Target. That's always a good thing. Um, what else I'm grateful? What else am I grateful for today? I'm grateful to God today. Um, God has been good to me. Um, and some of the things that are happening uh, in my life right now, the way they're coming together is, um, you know, God and God alone. Uh, I, I can't even, like, uh, I, I can't even be too specific about um, the different ways in which, you know, things are happening right now because they're they are yet in the midst of happening. But I'm grateful. Uh, you know, sometimes God has to uh, really, um, sometimes God has to, you know, really blow your mind tangibly for you to remember, you know, who God is. And um, I'm grateful that God is doing that. Even in the midst of, you know, challenging times, God is still good. God is still on the throne. And God, just like the song says, uh, just a monster, monster song by uh, uh, Dietrich Haddon uh, featuring Darwin Hobbs. God will do just what he said he would do. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that song. He's able. Uh, God will do just what he said he would do. Um, don't give up on God, for he won't give up on you. He's able. But I thank God and I'm grateful today. And I pray that you're grateful too. We got to live in a state of gratefulness. The Version Bible verse of the day comes from the third epistle of the Apostle John, chapter 1, verse number 2. So that's third John, chapter 1, verse 2. In fact, it would be better to just say third John, chapter 2, because there's only the one chapter. Anyway, we're reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. And so, uh, you know, just looking in context here, uh, you know, this is uh, the third epistle of the, of the Apostle uh, John, not John uh, the Baptist or, or, or the Baptizer. Uh, but but the apostle uh, John, one of the um, one of the uh, first century uh, warriors for the Christian faith, and uh, you know he wrote some epistles uh, to some individuals, and so this was uh, John writing to uh, Gaius. Um, I don't believe it's Gaius. I believe it's Gaius. Um, you know he's uh, he's uh, he says he's praying that he's in good health. That he's prospering, and so he and so uh, John the Apostle goes through this letter. He's commending him uh, for what he has heard. The story about this young man has, has 
has been good. Uh, word has gotten back to him that, um, you know, that he's out there representing, that he's out there doing what he's supposed to be doing. And, um, and you know, John is taking the time to um, basically let him know how happy he is about that and that he's proud of him. And, um, you know, I just want to take from that just the simple fact that um, you you always want people to speak well of you. Um, you don't know who's looking at you at any given time. And, you know, you can always say, uh, you, you know, we, we always like to say um, to people who might act as if nobody sees them or nobody knows. We always say, well, God sees you. God knows. But God knows everything. But uh, to some people, that's not necessarily tangible. Not to say that God is not real because we know that God is real, but not tangible in, in, in the sense that um, that accountability, we'd be very honest with this thing. Uh, sometimes the accountability that people, uh, you know, will, will feel toward others is not necessarily what they will feel, um, you know, toward God. Because to some people, you know, people being in the flesh and people, you know, you being able to see them every day, you know, you, you might find yourself acting with a greater sense of accountability because, um, you know, you got to see that person. Whereas um, we don't see God with our own two eyes, even though we know that we, we live under the authority of God and we know that we that that uh, we live under the watchful eye of God and we know that God, you know, loves us and protects us. And sits high and looks low and God created everything. And, and, and but but he he also walks and he talks with us. But we don't we don't see him, you know, with with our own two eyes or, or, or some people with their own four eyes. But um, that the whole accountability thing, um, we don't take it as far as we need to take it uh, sometimes when it comes to God. But in considering that thing, um, what we also don't do is um, we, we, we don't realize that God is not just because God can see all and know all. It doesn't mean that what we do, uh, others do not see. Somebody's always looking at us. Somebody's always noticing us, whether they announce it or not, whether they say something to us or not. And so we always have to be accountable. The people were seeing Gaius and they saw him doing what he was supposed to be doing. And they reported back to the Apostle John. Word got back to him because Gaius was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Let us do what we're supposed to be doing so word can get back to God about us. y'all so i'm at target and um <laughs> i really just want to put the headphones in and just start uh listening to some stuff but oh, i need to produce some content man so i just want to reflect for a second on um just something i've been thinking about and i wonder if you guys ever think about this um i know i mentioned it on a previous episode but i haven't talked too much about it 
but uh, I you know, recently got a new car after uh, 13 years of driving the same vehicle. I was uh, blessed to be able to uh, get an updated uh, 2017 uh, Ford Escape. I had been driving uh, a, 2000, a 2004 uh, escape, but uh, thank God that I was able to, to get something new, and I was just thinking about that thing for a second, you know, when you get a new car, there's so much fervor, you know, saying that's there to, you know, really take care of it, to keep it clean, to wash it, to do what you need to do to keep it in good shape, but as time goes on, you know, you, that fervor starts to go away. That passion for keeping it clean uh, starts to wane quite a bit. And I'm just wondering, you know, at what point does that start happening? You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like it kind of just like, uh, I don't know, it's almost kind of just like it sneaks up on you. You know, your ability to, uh, you know, the, um, your ability to keep your car clean, you know what I'm saying, it just kind of sneaks up on you, and, you know, before you know it, your stuff isn't clean anymore, and, and, and you have uh, uh, lost the ability to keep it clean, you know what I'm saying, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just interesting how that happens, and I'm just wondering if anybody has ever thought about that, like, when does that happen, like, when do you lose that fire, do you lose that passion? to uh to do what it is that you're supposed to do when do you lose that passion to go the extra mile to uh take care of things when does that happen now that's something that uh on my mind and that's something that i'm really thinking about um i want to know i want to know i want to know what you guys think about that um i know i know i don't ask for feedback too much but you know if you have some uh, perspective for me on this I would love to to hear it you know if you're on anchor listening you can comment in and you know if you're listening to this um, in uh, any of the you know, podcast feeds this podcast goes out to you know feel free to I don't know drop me a line uh, on Twitter at Pastor Kyler or, or however you want to communicate with me so many different ways and I, I know I don't give that as, as, a, as a call to action very much but just something I'm wondering about at what point does that thing start to happen you know or is it just like the very first time that uh, you have the ability to uh, get your stuff clean and you don't it, is, is that the moment like, 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 really, really, is, is, is that the moment that, uh, that, uh, we start to, um, you know, go in the wrong direction, because, I mean, I mean, I guess it does make sense, though, because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you, um, it's, it's gradual that it happens, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's really gradual, you know, it's, our our stuff just doesn't get insurmountably dirty all at one time you know it's 
it's a set of uh, gradual compromises here and there we feel like at different points in time oh man I'll, I'll clean it later or oh, I'll do this later or you know it's okay for right now and I'm just thinking about it because it kind of replicates how we approach the relationships in our lives and um, you know so uh, just something I'm thinking about I won't pontificate too much on it just something I think about Okay, y'all, so I'm looking at my phone, and, um, you know, I'm seeing that, you know, while I'm here at Target, and actually, I'm going to turn it on here uh, as soon as I finish recording this segment, but uh, the Notre Dame-Miami game is on, and uh, classically, that rival back in the day was called uh, Catholics versus Convicts, you know, kind of kind of corny, uh, kind of kind of kind of racist even. But uh, I don't even get into that. But um, you know that was that was the name that uh, was used about this rivalry whenever those two-story franchises got together. So I, um, you know, I've been intrigued about this game for for uh, a number of weeks, and uh, you know Miami is uh, playing better than they've played in quite some time and uh, Notre Dame is playing better uh, than they've played uh, in years as well so um, so you know we've been looking forward to this matchup because it could have uh, national title uh, implications which is good you always want a matchup between two story programs to, to, you know, have some kind of uh, bearing about uh, on uh, what could happen for the rest of the season. So, um, so one thing that was uh, that 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 uh, is happening with Miami, I think, is genius. And uh, some guys in the group me chat uh, for a podcast that I listened to uh, were just bringing it up. Miami. Um, no, their, their, their nickname used to be the U. And those of you who are college football fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You saw the 30 for 30 uh, documentary on it. Um, they were as flashy and as uh, showy and as box office as a college team could possibly be. And they had all the attitude, all the swagger, all the everything. And um, in recent years, they've struggled to get back to that. But uh, this year, it's back. Now, some people here are, are, have been arguing that Miami's not that good yet because they haven't played anybody and, and, and everything like that. But what, whatever you feel about their level of competition up to this point... What you cannot deny is that uh, the show is back in Miami. Uh, the swagger is back. <laughs> and one of the big reasons why that is the case is uh, the power of incentives. The power of incentives. And in our businesses and 
in our ministries, and it's hard to say this in ministry, but I mean, the fact of the matter still remains. It's still true, even though we don't want to admit it, that it's a part of ministry, but it is. But the more that you can incentivize people to do things, uh, the more successful uh, we can be. It, it's just, it's just a fact. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's absolutely just a fact. Um, and, um, and it, it, no, it, it's no more evident than in, um, Miami's turnover chain. <laughs> Miami has a, a turnover chain that whoever, uh, forces a turnover for them in the game, when they get over to the sideline, they get to wear this big old, uh, this big old chain, like, like, uh, something out of hip-hop culture in the 80s and 90s it's a it's it's a it's an awesome awesome thing (laughs) and those guys those young men they are excited about that chain when they get to put that thing on they are happy man it's and it's the greatest show in town seeing those guys compete for that chain and that right there no amount of money no amount of camera time or anything could uh could replace the incentive that those guys have to uh, get a turnover for that change. And so you just have to be able to incentivize people to do what it is that you want to do. And if you can do that, man, you are so very powerful. Thank you for joining me today here on The Journey. I pray that I have said something or at least made you think about something that has added some light to your day and value to your life. So until next time, Keep it moving and God bless.